Welcome to Invoking Witchcraft, the podcast where the sacred and profane come out to play. So call the quarters and set the round. It's time for another episode. Ladies and gentle queers, welcome back to Invoking Witchcraft. We have a whole new episode for you today. My name is Jay Allen Cross, also known as At Oregon Wood Witch, and I am here with my wonderful co-host, Britton Boyd, also known as Archaic Honey on the Instagrams. How are you, Jay? How are you doing? I am doing pretty good, actually. Living my best life. Nothing is on fire yet, but it's maybe trending that way. We've hit fire season here in Oregon. You know, it's officially August. Um, I went actually over to the east side near where kind of you are and everything was just dry as a bone. Like you just look at it too hard and it's just going to just it just up into flames. So it's we are preparing. The other day they started doing field burning around where I live. And so suddenly there's this huge plume of smoke in the sky and everyone's PTSD from last year was triggered. I had a bunch of people sending me messages. People were posting in like the town Facebook, like, what is it? Do we need to evacuate? And it's, it's just, we're still very raw from last year. And we didn't, yeah. we didn't expect that to happen again this year, that it would carry over so intensely. Um, but it has, but that also means that a lot of us are much more prepared, which is good. Yes. Yeah. The preparation for fire season here and on the West Coast in general and the Western states is really important. I'm currently building a go kit for myself, an evacuation kit, um, because like you said, you came and visited out where I live. It is a tinderbox. It is dry, dry, dry everywhere. I um, did a little exploring over the weekend and went up to this amazing spot. It was actually really eerie. It was called Dead Man Canyon. Oh. And it was an old, yeah, it was an old burn. And the wind was blowing. And there was all this like whistling in the trees and because of the snags and whatnot. And it was really eerie. The whole place had an unusual energy about it. But I went and, you know, I was walking, hiking and whatnot. And I found a huge stand of OSHA. And OSHA is a lung plant. Uh, the root is used in medicine. It's also called bear root because bears will dig it up in the spring. And it's a very powerful medicine and um, was very sacred to the indigenous folks of the region. And I noticed that the flower heads had not been pollinated. So it was really sad to see they were all yellowing and whatnot. It was just like really sad to see that they hadn't, you know, a lot of the plants hadn't been fully pollinated and so they weren't producing seed. Mm-hmm. And it's just really sad to be in the midst of an apocalypse. For <laughs> like reals that's though. What this is. Yeah. That's what this is. And it seeps into the body. You know, like as witches, we we're intimately connected to the land. So if you're wondering why, perhaps you might be dealing with anxiety and whatnot, like look to to capitalism, to the extractive nature of our dominant culture. Like it's it's really reaching a fevered pitch. And uh, I definitely felt that in my body while I was hiking around this weekend. It was really disconcerting. Yeah. 
Do you remember when we were kids and you'd go on a road trip and your windshield would just be covered in dead bugs? Yes. And nowadays we drove four hours on the highway, nary a bug on the windshield. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, See, it's so. Yeah, that should not be that way. Right. And I remember like when I lived out on the East Coast, I remember waking up to a cacophony of bird song. Mm-hmm. in the suburbs and you don't really hear that much in nowadays like i don't really hear a lot of bird song and there are big die-offs of uh songbirds and birds in general yeah. it's just sorry y'all we're taking this episode into a dark <laughs> place right now but you know what it's <laughs> it's the current reality that we're all dealing with so yeah but we will i if there's anything I have in this world, it is hope and it is faith that this is all happening for a reason, one way or another. So that's what I just hold on to a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hopefully we get back on track and hopefully the land back movement really takes hold oh, and so we can get the it. land back into indigenous management because they they know the way. And this white supremacy led land land management is just devastating. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely ruining everything. And because we're right now when we're recording this are directly in the middle of trying to stop line three, um, which is also going to be contaminating a lot of water. And people are about to find out very quickly that you can't drink oil. Um, Well, I mean, you can, but it's not going to it's not going to be good for you. So let's we're going to try and avoid that. Right. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Ooh. So today on a, I guess, slightly peppier note, we are going to be talking about scammers online, people who are using spirituality and stealing other people's posts and things like that in order to scam people out of their money. And right now this is getting very real. We ourselves actually had a scammer make an invoking witchcraft Instagram not that long ago and pretended to be us. And it was very odd because suddenly I start getting all of these um, notifications from people that are like, hey, this um, account that seems to be you guys but isn't uh, has started following me and they've sent me a message asking if I want a reading and like all of this stuff, which is one of your big red flags. So if you are following us on Instagram, our Instagram handle is at invoking underscore witchcraft and that is it that is the only one that is really us notice as well when someone starts to follow you that seems to be us if they have two underscores between them or maybe an extra underscore or a period somewhere or maybe one of the eyes is a a number one or something because they'll get very very tricky and make an instagram handle that looks just like ours And the question is, what is Instagram doing to help fix this? And the answer is absolutely nothing. Not a damn thing. In fact, the way that they have it set up is actually very, very helpful to scammers. Because what happens is they come in, they take all of our pictures, and then they block us. And then they make the account pretending to be us. Now, when you go to report an account, 
and you report it and you say, this is pretending to be somebody I know, Instagram gives not a single shit. That does nothing to report it and say that this person is impersonating somebody that I know does not do anything. And if they have you blocked, you can't go to their account and report them and say, this account is pretending to be me very clearly because they have you blocked. Mm -hmm. So you have to go to your separate account. And then, so for instance, if they are trying to pretend to be me at Oregon Woodwitch, I can still see them from the Invoking Witchcraft account because they normally don't block that one. But if I then report them saying they're pretending to be me, my Invoking Witchcraft account doesn't look anything like my other account. So Instagram just takes two seconds to look at it and goes, no, they're not. This isn't trying to be you at all. And on the rare occasion it asks you, who is it that they are impersonating? It only allows you to select those with huge followings and the verified blue check mark. So I can't say they're pretending to be me, enter in my other handle that points them exactly to where they are. They only care if you have a big one. Now, I can go to the Instagram customer service thing, file a claim, which you have to go through like eight links to actually find the page to do that. Once you get there, they want you to like upload your your photo ID. They want you to up like prove that you were the person who originally took the photo in the first place. It's absolute bullshit. So if anything, Instagram oh is gosh. actually enabling this behavior a lot. Um, now, even scarier, even scarier, I saw this this morning. Someone I know in the community had this happen to them. Someone stole all of their their posts, all of their captions and everything. Everything. Stole like something like 30 posts. Um, stole their bio picture all of it in a very short amount of time they amassed more followers than this person they're pretending to be and then started shouting this is my only page this other person is an imposter pointing to the original account trying to get it taken down oh my god yeah wow that's so scary that is so scary well and the ones who tried to uh impersonate us had something like half our followers like something like uh, just under two thousand followers in like a couple of days what the heck yeah oh my gosh see i live under a rock when it comes to instagram like i've kind of been on an instagram break and i just don't really get wind of this stuff but i have seen scammer accounts especially in your case where folks have pretended to be you and whatnot And what I do notice can help in these situations is getting like crowd control where you get your followers and you announce that you have a scammer here and then your followers can go and report the account. And usually I have seen that work in certain situations where you can report the account um, or even harass them enough to where they shut themselves down um, where, you know, it just like no longer works for their scamming situation Mm -hmm. But gosh, yeah, that's really scary. And you have dealt with um, a lot of scammers uh, pretending to be you. I haven't, I think I've encountered that one time where someone stole a bunch of my photos, but they were operating under their own account. Mm -hmm. And it was when I was doing, um, I was very active with bone reading. And someone stole all my bone reading photos and was offering readings uh, on their account. 
and whatnot and trying to scam folks. So Mm -hmm. that's just really unfortunate. And it just boggles my mind that people can find the time to copy and paste an entire account just to make a buck. Yeah. It's, it seems like so much work, but at the same time, not that I love playing devil's advocate, but I do on occasion see the temptation because, and I mean, we're, we're starting to see a, a higher level of scamming. So this doesn't quite apply across the board, you know, with what we were just talking about. It can be very hard to tell sometimes between a real account and a fake account. But folks don't have a lot of discernment skills, which is the reason why we're doing this episode. Um, and to be honest, folks just aren't using their brains a lot of time. I have had people try to give me their debit card information via a DM on Instagram. Um, and I'm like, please don't do that. Um, and back when I was working at a call center, they had like big signs that were like, do not take down anyone's credit card information because people just try and hand it to you just willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of the things too, I've had people come to me for were like, oh yeah, I went to this person and paid them thousands of dollars to magically make my boobs bigger or my dick bigger or something like that. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's not how this works. Um, so I can't occasionally see the temptation, (laughs) the way that people are just trying to get scammed on occasion, but also it's not good. It's not good. It's not something that we want. It's not good for the community. It's not. No. So we're going to be talking to you guys about discernment today. Yes. And how to pinpoint and recognize a scammer. If you are, um, if you're getting those folks sliding into your DMS, offering you spell work or free readings, free air quotes, because it's Mm -hmm. probably going to follow up with like pay me and whatnot. I think another thing that would be good is how to recognize, and maybe we can get into this later, how to recognize a legit reader or a person who is legit offering good services. But we will get into that later. Absolutely. All right. So let's see here where we start. Um, So we kind of covered this a little bit earlier, but, you know, like how common are scammers? And Right now, they are extremely common, and they are all over the place. I am seeing accounts, both really big accounts and also really small accounts, too. People with just a few hundred followers who have people stealing, at least stealing their pictures, if not creating entire accounts pretending to be them. And sometimes they create multiple accounts trying to be them. Um, and that's a that's a really scary Thing to think about because so many people trust a lot of the people that they're impersonating. So a lot of people trust you, they trust me, and they think this person mm-hmm. in their DMs is us, and it's not. Um, mm-hmm. But there's kind of a, a built-in method when it comes to scamming that we see, kind of, and they almost all follow the same playbook, kind of step by step. And normally it starts off with what you were just talking about, about offering a free reading Or usually they'll slide into your DMs and say like, hey, I'm doing free readings. Would you like one? Or that they've received a special special message um, from your spirit guides or from your ancestors that have told them a message for you. 
Um, that's one that we see a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have certainly had folks slide into my DMs with messages like that. And I'm like, really? Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I've seen them too now starting to say like, oh, you've won a free reading. And it's like, ask yourself, did you enter into anything to win a free reading? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, no. No, no, you didn't enter in, into a free reading or anything like that. Yeah. Well, and sometimes too, it will either be like a free reading or they'll say like, oh, book a reading with me because your ancestors gave me a very special message for you. And then so sometimes they want money right off the bat. Sometimes it's free. But then the next thing usually that follows is either their free reading reveals this or the reading that you book with them reveals that you have a curse put on you. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I I love these messages, though, when people screen cap them and send them to me, because it's usually like there's a curse on you and it's been on you since you were a baby and you don't know who it is that cast it on you. So don't even like worry about it or try and figure it out. They're like, they're like don't yeah. look. Uh, they're like, it's right. been on you since before you can remember. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. That feels like a classic scammer method of offering you the free reading, doing the reading, and then following it up with a way for you to spend money with them um, via the doom and gloom of like, Oh, you've got a curse on you. So we have to remove it. Please hand me $300 for some spell work. Right. And uh, yeah, don't fall for it. Yeah. And it's kind of an easy one for them to use because a lot of the times people really love to jump to thinking that they are cursed. I have people sending me messages all the time that are like, I think I'm cursed. Bad things are happening. I'm like, Hey, what's happening? They're like, well, my grandma who was in her late hundreds died and then I got a flat tire. And I'm like, okay, well, one of those is just nature. Um, and I'm very sorry mm-hmm. about your grandma dying, but if she was 172, uh, I'm not thinking that that is the work of a curse. And we all get flat tires. We all have bad days. We all have, you know, bad luck in love or or. And I always love that one, too, because they're like, my last few relationships didn't work out. It's like, yeah, all of us have a bunch of relationships that didn't work out until we meet that special person. Like, so, yeah, you're (laughs) just because you haven't like met the one doesn't mean that your love life is cursed. Um, Right. So people are very willing to believe that they're cursed. Mm hmm. And I think one of the other things here, too, is that a scammer is going to tap into your vulnerability because folks are quite vulnerable when it comes to spirit work and, um, you know, thinking they may have a curse on them or their love life or their financial life. And a lot of the time they are playing on your vulnerability um, because, you know, we we do like to receive readings about you know our personal life we want to be validated and whatnot but the scammer will take it that extra step further of exploiting your vulnerability and that's something to watch out for with readers in general where they're you know you could very well be working with a legit reader who does then you know exploit your vulnerability and then requires that you follow up with a bunch of other services and stuff Mm -hmm. so 
Yeah. And that's perfect because that does bring us to the next part, which is once they've identified that you have a curse, then comes the costly fix. And it's, I've seen people taken for upwards of 20 grand to fix a, an alleged curse that's been put on them. And how it generally works out is, oh, I need to do a special ritual for you. Or, oh, you need this special candle in order to do this. I, I've seen the, the, the special candle one a lot. And for some reason, this mm-hmm. candle is like $800 um, because, you know, it's magical or whatever. Um, but oftentimes they're like, yes, I'm going to do something to remove it from you. Um, I need you to send me, you know, X amount of money. And then a few days later, they follow up with, oh, this curse is so strong. I'm going to need more money. Um, Mm -hmm. And then what happens is if the person says no, then it's, oh, well, I've already started the process. And if we don't complete it, then it's going to get worse and it's going to be so much more dangerous and it's going to come after you and your family. Um, And I've seen people outright threaten to say like, oh, well, I'm a powerful magician. And if you don't go through with this, I will come for you and your family. I've seen people do that as well. And usually, too, they'll, they'll tell you, like, you can't go to another worker because I've already started the process. And if you try to go to another worker, it will interfere and make things really worse. And, like, you'll die or you'll get really sick, um, mm-hmm. which they tell people. So then it kind of locks you into having to work with them and having to give them more money, which can be very scary for a lot of people. It can because, yeah, again, they're playing on your vulnerability and, mm-hmm. like, fear. It's a very fear-based tactic. Yeah. So I do have a lot of people who come to me and are like, they've gotten involved with one of these people and then they come to me because they're really afraid that now that they've escaped, that this person is going to come after them and do bad things to them kind of spiritually or magically. And it really sort of reminds me of, of people who um, occasionally, through the work that I do, I'll get people in my sessions who are cult survivors And they Mm, often have mm -hmm. very similar fears that the people are going to come after them, that they're going to find them, um, that they're going to do things to them. And a lot of these cults, too, are spiritual in nature, where they believe that the leader, even though they're a huge con artist, actually has some sort of ability, um, which, which happens a lot with people that I see. What are some of the red flags for scammers? That's a, that's a good one to talk about. And before we go into this, we have to reiterate that just because someone has one or two of these on their list does, or, you know, shows one or two of these red flags doesn't mean that they are a scammer, but it's something that we should take note of when we're using the old noodle machine to make sure that we, you know, if something seems sketch, you know, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's probably a duck at this point. Um, so if they right. seem sketch, if they sound sketch, just simply don't give them money. You know, if you want to follow them because you like their pictures or whatever, that's fine. But don't learn anything from them and don't give them any of your money. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I know when it comes to getting readings or hiring someone from spell work, there can be a real sense of urgency within the person. I've experienced this where I've been Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have this dire situation and I need to hire somebody immediately, but I don't know who to go with. So I'm just going to randomly pick someone to work for me. Um, Take time. Take time to get to know a worker, follow them on their 
platforms or their website, check out their website, like get off social media and take a look at their work outside of the realm of social media and see how it feels. You know, notice what you're feeling inside. Does it seem a little sketchy? Is it is it like wildly overpriced? Because this work can be expensive because you are taking up a lot of like brain space and time of the worker. Um, but really just like feeling into it and paying attention to their patterns of behavior uh, before you work with someone. And then I also recommend that when you choose a worker and you feel safe with them to stick with them and develop a relationship because this is relationship building. Absolutely. And that's really important too, because like, I love my repeat clients because I know what's going on with them. I know what's going on in their lives, what they're facing. Um, and, and I think that that's really important to work with somebody who gets what's going on with you, what your goals are, and all of that. I think that's very important. Um, mm-hmm. Then we move on. So when we go to the kind of first red flag flag here, which... Should be a red flag right out of the gate, but for some reason it isn't. It's guaranteeing results or guaranteeing uh, results in a specific amount of time. So you'll see a lot of people that are like 100% accurate tarot readings or, you know, 100% guaranteed work, you know, spell that will work or or whatever it is To, to give a guarantee that your spell will work or it will work within 24 hours, which is one that I see a lot. Like love spell guaranteed to work within 24 hours. You can't do that. Anyone who actually practices magic knows that a lot of the time it's a crapshoot. Even if you're a very, very powerful, you know, witch, magic manifests in strange ways, you know? Absolutely. yeah, sometimes you cast a spell and it shows up the next day and that's great. Sometimes you cast a spell and it shows up two years from when you cast it because it might have been something really big that needed more time to kind of figure out or, mm-hmm. you know, all, all kinds of stuff that happens with spell work. Um, or, you know, I can cast a love spell for you, but if you never leave the house... <laughs> To go meet right. anyone, your spell's not going to work. Like, no one's just going to show up on your porch and be like, hi, will you love me? Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's just no possible way to guarantee. Right. Even for legit workers like Jay and myself, like, we do not guarantee results at mm-hmm. all. Because when it comes to doing magic for others, there are so many factors to involve. It's like, what is the client doing? How are they orienting themselves in their lives to receive the spell work that has been done and whatnot? Um, so yeah, agreeing with what Jay said, if folks are guaranteeing timelines and results, um, don't just don't run away, run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you get spell work from me, you have to read and agree to terms and conditions that say things like, Spell work is tricky. Like, I guarantee that I will take all the steps necessary for successful spell work. However, you can't guarantee the results of that spell work. Like, I will do everything in my power to do a good spell, but sometimes fate has a different 
you know, agenda and, and will not allow that because you need something else to happen. There's all kinds of reasons why a spell won't work. So right. all I can promise is to do my best. Right. You know, and I also think that in, I'm guilty of this myself. I'll do a spell and think I know how it's going to, what the outcome is going to be. We can't always guarantee how the outcome is going to be. Mm-mm. So that's something to think about, even in our own spell work, like magic is strange and it works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, because the magic can see further than you can. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, if I give this to them now, that's going to really fuck up their timeline or their growth or whatever it is. So it may hold off and give it to you at a later time when you're more ready for it or open to it or or have done certain healing or whatever it is. But that does bring us kind of into... Our second red flag, uh, kind of along this line of guaranteeing or doing promises, is promises to cure disease, um, especially incurable diseases or very deadly diseases. So we saw this a lot with COVID. There was a lot of cure COVID spells. Um, and there, the, the other one that a lot of times they, they like to use is, uh, is herpes. They'll cure your herpes. Yeah. It'll all just go away for 10 grand. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you ever get like if I post on Instagram about especially around herbalism, I will almost always get the comment of a person sharing about their experience with some doctor who cured their herpes and how they miraculously fixed them. And mm-hmm. um, that is is the way that it has showed up for me or in the realm of social media. But yeah. No, we can't cure these things through magic. And the best way to go about dealing with disease is to go to your doctor. Medical professionals. They're here for a reason. Absolutely. And it's super, super unethical to tell people that you will cure medical conditions with magic. Even if you have training in this, in, you know, something like curanderismo or whatever it is, um, it can be very, if you're approaching it from a spiritual aspect, you should always use it in tandem with actual professional medical help um, when you do that. Like, so when, mm-hmm. when COVID was happening, I did have people come to me that were like, hey, like someone in our house has covid Um, and none of us can move out because we all live together. Can you do something to help protect us? And, you know, I would be straight up with people be like, no, I cannot at all guarantee that. Like I can try, but it's more than likely not going to work. And they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. so can you, can you at least give it a shot? And I'm like, fine, I'll give it a shot and I'll do a candle spell. And on several occasions, I actually have had good results. They come back where they're like, hey, the person suddenly t- tested negative for COVID. It's been three weeks. None of us have gotten it. Like, great. But then I don't go onto my Instagram saying, I'm going to cure your COVID. <laughs> because that is right. not, that is not, mm-mm. that is not how mm-hmm. that works at all. I got lucky a couple of times and was very clear about that. <laughs> Right. And I think that's a good sign of an ethical worker is when they say no, or when they were what you just shared with us, um, being able to let the person know like, hey, this is not a guarantee. And actually, I'm not entirely comfortable with doing this, but I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think that that is a sign of, of an ethical worker. Yeah. And I gave them a massive discount too, because I'm like, I do not think this is going to help, but I will, I will swing at it because I have a free afternoon and I would like to help, but no, like I don't think. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of like your top two. Anytime they guarantee you, promise you anything, um, it's, it's just not, it's not where you want to be. It's not who you want to be giving your money to. You need people who are very grounded that are like, you know, this is what I'm able to do. But, you know, grounded workers are important. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is our next one? So it's when they reach out to you first. Um, like we were saying at the beginning of this episode, when we started talking about scammers is when they slide into your DMs with, hey, you want a free reading? Hey, you want me to do some candle work for you? It's when they reach out to you first. For the most part, spiritual workers and magical workers, you're reaching out to them to do the work. Um, they advertise their services and then you book with them. It's not a worker reaching out to you for the most part, you know, and and even when I have seen folks going through a really hard time and they are looking for spiritual support or work to be done, most worker ethical workers do not reach out to them. You know, they'll say, hey, good vibes, sending you prayers or something like that. But they're not going to then offer up their services for the mm-hmm. most part. So, yeah, if somebody's reaching out to you first with like free readings or, you know, candle work or something like that, be wary. Be wary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one, too. Are, have you seen the the new celebrity ones where they're like, no, someone makes a like an account with like Michael Jackson's picture on it. And then people are sharing these screen caps of like getting DMs from this account. That's like, hi, it's me, Michael. I didn't really die. I'm trying to come back to your city to do my revival concert. Can you send me 500 bucks so I can get there? And then the next, the next, the next message that gets sent right after that is just, hee hee. I'm like, no, run away. (laughs) Or there's other ones that's like, this is Beyonce. I'm trying to get to your town so that I can do a concert, but I lost my debit card. Can you send me $500 so that I can play in your town or something like that? And it's like, Beyonce, (laughs) Is that you? Beyonce will not be asking you for any money. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. No, no. And let's be honest, a lot of us who are doing this work professionally are broke as hell and are probably not going to be offering you free anything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> just understand. Um, yeah, if, if you think you're going to make a buck or make a shit ton of money doing magical and spiritual work for folks, think again. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because a lot of folks who are legitimately called and ethical workers, like it's a calling from spirit to be of service to the community instead of making a shit ton of money. Absolutely. And so our next one here, I love this one. I love this one. This kind of goes along earlier with kind of like, you know, making promises in general tends to be a red flag. Um, But promises to make you famous or to make you super mm-hmm. rich, um, or so that you learn, the, so, so that you win the lottery. I see that one a lot. You know, lottery spells, you know, you'll win the lottery. It's like, okay, if you're just, if you're just like, if you can't do a spell to win the lottery, why are you even out here 
offering this service? Why aren't you like living in your mansion somewhere? Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to fame and fortune work, because there's a lot of like spell work around fame and fortune and being seen and whatnot, like that's usually the work of the person trying to become famous or seen in a popular way. It's not the generally the work of another person doing it for you. Yeah. In my opinion, because like you have to do the work of being seen. So someone came to me for a spell. Um, to help them have more successful auditions as an actress. And I'm like, okay, like that's something mm-hmm. that we can help with is to like, you know, help, you know, maybe, you know, give you a glamour or something that like, helps you stand out or maybe have better luck. Like, sure, we, we can help kind of maybe increase your odds. But she told me the story that she had been paying some other girl who is a known scammer who I have had to threaten them within an inch of their life to take my pictures down off of their Instagram that they were scamming people with photos of my work. Um, But she had been working with this girl. And she was like, yeah. And she even called me trying to pretend to be an agent. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, I I hired her to, to do a spell to make me famous. And then a long time went by and nothing was happening. So I sent her a message and was like, um, nothing's happening. You guaranteed me that I would be famous. Nothing is happening at all. Like, I'm not getting any calls. I'm not getting any, you know, callbacks from my auditions, anything like that. And this girl's like, oh, um, well, what's your phone number? Um, I'm sure something will come through soon. And then the next day, this girl calls her pretending to be an agent like, oh, yeah, we heard that you're such a great actress. And so we want you to be part of this new movie or something like that. And she's like, and I knew that it was this girl who was scamming me. She's like, it was very clear oh that she was pretending to be an agent. Like, you know, when they use the word Hollywood, like 52 times in a paragraph, it's like, mm, mm-hmm. no, that's that's embarrassing. On the part of the worker, like, yeah, come on, (laughs) come on, girl. Yeah, no, this, this is also a girl too. That's like, she, she hits every red flag on this list. So it's, yeah, well, except for maybe the doctors from Nigeria one, which we'll talk about in a second, but yeah, the next one, this one is a hard one to clock because a lot of the times people will have multiple altar spaces set up. Um, And yet, at the same time, too, a lot of scammers will take pictures from a bunch of different workers and use them as their pictures. And so the space Mm -hmm. where the pictures are taken will range wildly. And there won't be like an explanation for it. So I follow a lot of people who have multiple altars, but then they do like you know, video tours where it's like, this is my dark goddess altar and this is my angelic altar and this is my, um, you know, Beltane altar or whatever. And so you get to kind of see them all and know, okay, these all go with this person versus just a person who seems to have just very different altar set up and there's no mention of why. That always is kind of a red flag for me because that makes me think that they've taken photos from multiple practitioners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so consistent aesthetic on the account. Um, yes. Noticing a similar theme through photos is really important. Um, because like, 
for example, Jay and I have like really specific aesthetics. We stay with mm-hmm. like color themes or our altar spaces are the same and things like that. And I have seen those accounts where it's just like, it's very random mm-hmm. peppered with like text posts that are like really gaudy and whatnot. Yeah, tons of text posts that are that are trying to sell stuff, you know, twin flame reading, you know, like all that, you know, reunite with your ex lover, like all those things that the big posts are trying to sell you things in between. Um, are definitely a red flag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so our next one, this is a favorite. Oh, boy. <laughs> Doctors from Nigeria sliding into your DMs. Yeah. Or people uh, commenting on the effectiveness of certain doctors from Nigeria on your post. That's stuff that we get a lot. And again, no shade to people who are really doctors from Nigeria. But for some reason, every time, you know, what Britain was talking about earlier, suddenly someone who doesn't follow you comments, Oh, I am so thankful for Dr. Zimbutu who brought my ex back to me and cured my cancer. Thank God for them. And then you go to this person's account. They have like one photo and like no followers because they're just a bot. And then you go to Dr. whatever his name is account and it's very sketch. And they're like, oh, you'll win the lottery and we'll cure your herpes and we'll guarantee results, special spells from Nigeria. Um, Like, it's it's a very common scam. It is. I've had a a lot of those DMs. I also remember, gosh, there was a um, popular meme that was circulating. It was a video where a woman had done a song about doctors from... Nigeria sliding into their DMs and stuff. But she was really sweet and compassionate. You know, um, it was not a bunch of like shit talking or whatever, but it was, uh, yeah. I remember that one because she ended it with something that was like, and may Ogun bless you too, but I'm not giving you any money and I'm not Boo Boo the Fool. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if if you guys know what we're talking about, please um please reshare that because it was brilliant. I saw it go around and it was very well done. And you know, babalaos and and all these things, however you say it, are are legit people out in the world. But unfortunately, they yes. seem to also be the mask that a lot of scammers put on. And I'm also like, why are all these people doctors? Why yeah, <laughs> like, why are they, doctors yeah. of what? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, now, of course, I feel like the next one is kind of a, your. there's not a whole lot that goes with it, but like really high prices, like a candle should not cost you three, five, $800, you know? Yeah. That's a red flag. I see that too, where they're like, oh yeah, I'll do this love spell for you. I've seen people with websites that are like, yeah, five grand, 10 grand for a spell and people are paying it. And I'm like, I oh think gosh. I think the most I've ever charged somebody was like $250 because they wanted to buy like four or five spells at once. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, but no, that's a scam. Right. That's one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, there are some folks out there 
who do charge high prices and I get it. Um, but yeah. they're legit workers, you know what I mean? And usually mm. where, where I see high prices coming from are like folks who are like business coaches who are like in a very specific niche and whatnot, um, who are, who are doing magical work plus practical coaching. Yeah. I've seen some high prices there, but they're like reasonably high, you mm-hmm. know, like a reasonable amount. Um, cause you know, I've, I've paid 250 for a coaching call with a business consultant mm-hmm. who also gave me a tarot reading on the side and whatnot. But yeah, like, but the thing was, is I knew them very well and they were like a very ethical worker. I'd been following them for years and I knew a lot about their work. So I wouldn't just willy nilly off the cuff, pay that amount with somebody I didn't know. Nope. Nope. And that's really important is to work with somebody that you know, or get a referral. And if you get a referral, make sure that the person actually knows this person. Because I get a lot of people in my DM saying like, Oh, my friend, Brittany said that you could help me with this and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, I have no idea who Brittany is. Brittany is one of my followers. Um, but I, she doesn't know me. She doesn't know if I can actually help you with this or like, she hasn't gotten service with me or anything like that. They just point to you Mm -hmm. because you're online and public. And that's not the same as them being like, Hey, I've actually worked with this person or I know them personally. Um, that's, that's the referral you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Knowing that they have gotten legit work with them. Like, I refer folks to my friend, Sarah M. Chapel. She's got a great podcast called So You Want to Be a Witch. And she's a business coach for witchy folk. I always recommend folks go over to her to, for services and whatnot. But I've worked with her on several, several occasions. And um, I can attest to the uh, efficacy of her work and whatnot. So, But I don't like reach out to people and say, Hey, you should go over to Sarah M. Chapel's website and book a service with her now. <laughs> I only share about it when folks are asking me a question and whatnot. We love Sarah Chapel, but we're not going to go evangelizing about Sarah Chapel. Have you heard the good news? Yes. Um, this next one too is one of my biggest red flags. And whenever I see this, I'm like, nope, nope, not today, Satan. And that red flag is, WhatsApp. Run away if someone wants to take really? this conversation to WhatsApp. Oh, yes. Mm-mm. Will not. The moment someone's like, hey, I have this opportunity you might be interested in. I'm like, okay. And they're like, contact me on WhatsApp. Nope. <laughs> Interesting. I haven't really encountered that one before. All the doctors from Nigeria have it. I'm like, why can't we text message? Why? We're yeah yeah i'm like if this is legit like why why do we need to move it over to this platform like yeah and i know we're being really instagram specific but that's kind of where we see a lot of scamming happen like what about dms like you can just dm it's as good as any chat because it basically is text yeah And, you know, a lot of these workers here who do what we do will have a website where you can purchase things or have some sort of a link that you can go to. That's not WhatsApp. Like, Mm -hmm. I, 
I'm sure someone out there is a legitimate worker who uses that app, but I have never personally come across it. Right. Yeah. Neither have I. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of so, comes to the second oh, one or oh. the next one. Go for it. Oh, yeah. So um, no formal method of purchasing, like such as Venmo or PayPal or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I think like you want to know that your money is going to be processed in a safe and secure way. So like PayPal is really secure because there's like the um, buyer protection and whatnot. Uh, so you're like, say, you know, I actually got, I paid for a geomancy reading, uh, with someone, this was years and years ago that I trusted. Um, and I'd actually done some work with them before, but they, they took my money and ran. And so I had to dispute the charge because they took like a hundred dollars of my money and never did the service for me. And they just disappeared. So having that protection and knowing that your money is being processed in a legit way is is really key. Yeah, that's really super important. What's funny too is is kind of sometimes you can get scammed as the worker themselves because I have known people before who were like, yeah, I did this spell or I did this reading for somebody that they paid for and right after I told them it was done, they filed a claim to get their money back. So that I then did send them the reading, they got the reading, and then they ended up getting their money back somehow. So like, that's also something that occasionally happens. I don't see that one happening very much, though. But I have seen it a couple of right. times. Right, yeah. You know, I've experienced the kind of opposite scamming where you have a client who com- usually comes to you with a really complicated and messed up situation and they're looking for a very specific kind of reading that usually validates their feelings. And then you give them a reading they're not entirely pleased with. And then they want to refund after refund after refund. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of like the opposite spectrum of what to be wary of. If you are a person who does do readings and whatnot, just be, be careful of that too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And kind of the last one we have here is a big one. And it's one that's really easy to check if you are thinking about working with somebody is that they have multiple accounts under the same or similar names. And let me give you an example. I'm, I'm about to make up a name. So if somebody out here actually has this handle on Instagram, I apologize. Um, but say you are going to pay Psychic Sabrina for a love spell, type in Psychic Sabrina into the Instagram search bar. Is there Psychic Sabrina 1, Psychic Sabrina 1111, Psychic Sabrina 12, uh, Psychic Sabrina 11, um, Psychic Sabrina with a with a underscore between them versus a period? Um, that lets you know that this person is creating multiple accounts because they're used to their accounts getting taken down. And a lot of the times we'll see, again, I'm I'm making up the name Psychic Sabrina here. Um, A lot of times you'll look at all this list of all these Psychic Sabrinas and they all have different pictures too. But the, but the Mm -hmm. profiles will look the same. Like it will be the same kind of thing where it'll be like, you know, purchase this candle spell for your twin flame and, and true love reading and blah, 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 blah. The, the, the accounts will look the same, but the faces 
will be different people and the name will be slightly different from the other ones. I've seen this happen a lot mm-hmm. with people. Yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye out. Do your footwork, do your research, and really check somebody out uh, if you're considering services with them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so this is just kind of a brief overview of some things to watch out for. You know, when it comes to getting work done, trying to avoid being scammed, um, these are these are kind of some of the ins and outs of it. And hopefully uh, this helps some of you guys. And when scammers do this stuff, it really damages the community beyond just the person that they're scamming. It hurts all of us. Mm -hmm. It hurts all of our reputation, all of our ability to do this work. It's the reason why people just don't believe in magic and think that all of us do this work are scammers um, is because these people really, really go hard. Um, Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that is why like as a worker myself and somebody who's performed readings that, you know, Uh, credit card processors like Stripe, for example, will shut you down if you do offer terror reading services because it's considered high risk and there's a lot of scamming there. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it can be a real struggle and does do a lot of damage to the community. And that's why I don't publicly accept all my social media platforms and the realms that I work in. You know, I don't go and tell my neighbor I'm a terror reader because they're probably going to think I'm some sort of a scammer. Mm-hmm. and whatnot so yeah discernment and if you are listening to this and attempted to do some scamming please don't yeah don't do it to be honest by the time you put in the effort to actually do the scam you might as well just figure out how to do actual magic like <laughs> right and do the actual work and it you know it's really rewarding um and a beautiful uh vocation to be working for folks and serving the community. So Mm. that's another thing, you know, is like, is this person who you're considering hiring, are they in service to the community? Do they offer, you know, the breadth of their knowledge Mm. for free to give you Mm. evidence that they are in service of the community is something that's pretty key, I think. Yeah. And I mean, you can see Britton and I out here in the community interacting with other workers online, you know, participating in in this work. You know, we're here doing this podcast here. You know, people who are scammers don't interact with anybody else. Nobody knows who they are because they they're not here to actually show themselves to anybody. They're just here to take people's money and run. So. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, y'all stay safe out there and use the uh, noodle machine, as Jay likes to say. And remember, do witchcraft. Do it. Support for this podcast comes from our listeners. If you would like to support Invoking Witchcraft with a one-time donation, please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate or... If you'd like to become a premium listener, join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven. There you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection, as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there. <laughs>